0: Welcome to episode 15 of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for matchsticks and gasoline, The Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. It's Mark and Maddie today. Michael and Gordy might be joining us. I don't know. Maybe they got caught in a Canadian snowstorm and they can't wake up. Maybe there's no power. I don't know. Uh, hopefully they will join us at some point because Michael's going to love the second half of the podcast today. He's got to be so excited if he shows up. Maddie, how are you doing this morning <laughs> or afternoon, whatever it uh, is?
1: still morning so far
0: yes Uh, we have 20 minutes till afternoon perfect awesome (laughs) so last no yesterday afternoon i keep wanting to say last night these afternoon games are so weird when they just throw it in like you know late afternoon you know early afternoon canada late afternoon for us east coasters over here at the kind of Messes up the Saturday and throws things for a loop, but uh, the Flames got f- thrown for a loop yesterday. Shutout four to nothing at the hands of the Carolina Hurricanes, who get their first season sweep ever of the Calgary Flames since they started playing two games a season back in 2014. Uh, Flames went down four nothing in a shutout, um, but I don't know how you feel uh, after seven in a row. I guess you can lose one; it's not so bad.
1: Yeah, I um, I feel like sometimes we get caught in sort of a football mentality with these games where every single one is super super important and like if they just get torched one game then like the season's over um which is how it is with football because it's such a short season but like it's an 82 game season you can have a stinker every once in a while and like you said after seven wins i'm not super fussed about it
0: no, exactly. And I think what helps last night, too, is one, it's an Eastern Conference team. So whatever, you're done. You don't have to deal with that. And two, the Oilers and Coyotes lost last night. So that helps the flame. So Calgary still miraculously tied with the Oilers for second place in the Pacific. Uh, two points, basically one game behind the Coyotes who were in first. And it's funny how the Western Conference looks. Calgary's 40 points puts them in seventh place right now. That's only two points out of third place, which is the Coyotes. So Calgary's that little seven game stretch. And, you know, the the uh, the freshness of Jeff Ward coming in, I think, has really helped them. And who'd have thought on American Thanksgiving that the Calgary Flames would be two points out of first place in the division and, you know, two points out of third place in the Pacific. So things are looking up thanks to Edmonton not playing so well and Calgary playing well. So this is good. um I, To get on that seven-game win streak, I think what you see as part of that helped is Calgary's star and key players actually started to play some hockey. Uh, Sean Monaghan now has points in eight of his last nine. Gaudreau has points in seven of his last nine. I mean, they all got shut down last night. But still, uh, them kind of flipping their season around has been uh, with Jeff Ward coming in, but their better players are actually playing good hockey finally.
1: Yeah, it's... uh... Obviously, nice to see. Um, it's still. I'm not quite sure yet if it's them regressing positively, and this is just what was bound to happen eventually, or if it's the the new coach jolt still. Yeah. But either way, can't be too too upset about the
0: results. No, and the fact that I mean the secondary scoring carried them for a, you know for a little bit of the ways with Derek Ryan, Andrew Monjipani, Dylan Dubé. Uh, Toby Reader, uh, Zach Ronaldo of all people, you know, so Calgary is getting a bunch of contributions from other players, but when you can start to have your, your top guns, you know, get in there and score some goals and, you know, kind of lift up those guys on the bottom, that's a huge help. Now, if we could just get poor Michael Backlund, something, uh, <laughs> goalless now in 16 straight games, like, and not for lack of trying. I mean, he's getting great quality chances. He's just not getting the puck in the net. So hopefully we can give Backlin a little bit of a bump and maybe get some scoring on the, from the blue line, too, would help, you know, get Geo ramped up and get some of the defensemen to put the puck in the net. But uh, overall, uh, you know, young guns, odd players carrying the flames. And when you mentioned the the new coach bump, too, I kind of like three games and they're like, OK, you know, they won three games. That's cool. We saw that with the Maple Leafs. Same thing happened. You know, they won, I think it was six out of nine or seven out of ten, you know, when they got after um, Mike Babcock was, uh, we'll say, let go. To be kind. Uh, and the same thing with Calgary. I was like, all right, three games. That's, that's reasonable. But then to see them, you know, go seven, uh, maybe it's not so much the new coach bump. Cause there was uh, a quote and I'm probably misquoting it parts of it, but Johnny Gaudreau, they asked him about, you know, how things are going and he was like, you know, it's great. We the We really like playing for this coach, you know? And it was like, that kind of told me something where first off, part of me was like that's great you know they're happy with what they got but the other part of me says you're a professional you play for who's on the bench you know it shouldn't matter you know if you like the guy or don't like the guy you should just be playing hockey anyway because you're a paid professional but i think it's telling that all of a sudden it's like yeah no we're happy with who's on our bench now as our coach
1: yeah it kind of sneaky does make a, a big difference um how guys are willing to to rally around a new coach, especially like an interim coach, too, because it's not just their season that's on the line. Potentially, you know. Yeah, you exactly. Think if they like the guy so much, they would want to help him out. Hopefully, get him a full time gig.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep him in for a long time. I think. Yeah, and I think most interim coaches, you get that. But like, oh, the initial start, he was good, and you know it was fun. But at the end of the season, the players, you know, you you probably don't win. 65% of your games with your interim coach. You know, you normally split or you're a little under, but there's some improvement in morale, but it just kind of seems like right now, everything outside of yesterday is really clicking for the Flames. And that's a good thing because they're making moves up the Pacific Division and up the Western Conference ladder. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing because it was not good for a very long time <laughs> this season. Um, looking ahead, uh, Calgary, we uh, they got two games left at home. They got Pittsburgh on Tuesday and Montreal on thursday so those will both be pretty good tests for calgary and then right before the christmas break they travel down to the dallas stars which is always a horrible place to play and to minnesota so pittsburgh montreal dallas and minnesota on the docket before they get uh four days off for celebrate the holidays so not exactly the easiest schedule going into the break but for a team that's flipped it around and starting to play well i'm interested to see how they handle these next four games
1: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely not as worried about this block than um, or as I was the the section we kind of just got through. I think on paper that looked a little bit more difficult. Um, yeah. Obviously, anything can happen. They could get torched by the Habs, who are like bad now. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Depends and, on what week it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I'm not, like I said, not as worried about this. This yeah block here.
0: No, exactly. I mean, that last block they went through, Pittsburgh was a three-two OT loss. So they get a point out of it at least. Um, you know, then they beat Buffalo to start the streak. Um, maybe should beat Buffalo twice in that run. Uh and then they took down Colorado in overtime, which was a nice win for them. Uh beating Arizona handily was good for Calgary. And even Toronto, like you know, Toronto is kind of similar team to Calgary, you know, coming into uh, the you know, the American Thanksgiving or just before that, where they made a coaching change, same with Calgary, similar results in a similar turnaround. So you know, you you win seven out of eight. Things are good. I think if Calgary takes say uh, splits, maybe they go two and two, or you know, two one and one, something to that effect. If they can get points in at least three of those four, I think that's a good uh, successful run to end before we head to the holidays. So, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the Tinderbox to uh, have some advertisements and pay some bills, and we will be right back after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. Welcome back to episode 15 of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. You can find us at matchsticksandgasoline.com on Twitter, at MatchsticksCGY, and on Facebook, Matchsticks and Gasoline. It is Mark and Maddie here today on a lovely Sunday afternoon. We just wrapped up the Flames' seven-game win streak and uh, Saturday afternoon's 4-0 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. I almost said the Carolina Panthers like a football on the brain. Um, then we were. (laughs) I'm sorry, I did this. That's right. I don't even root for the Panthers, which is crazy. So it wouldn't even matter. (laughs) Um, and then we rolled through a little bit of how the Flames top stars are starting to help out the secondary scoring. And, uh, I'm disappointed Michael's not here because we're going to talk about some of his favorite stuff right now. We've been trying to, uh, loosen up a little bit here and have some fun in the second half of the podcast to try to give you guys a little bit of variety. And, um, Maddie was talking yesterday about how talented she is when she could drive and bake. <laughs> she, I don't even want to know how it went down. If there's like an easy bake oven plugged into the car outlet or how it was working. But uh, that got us talking about like, you know, this is like between actually I think it starts at Halloween just with candy all the way through New Year's are so like the the three worst months of eating anywhere. Um, You know, you start by chain swallowing Milky Ways and Reese's peanut butter cups from, you know, October 31st up until just before American Thanksgiving. And then we down here in the States take one day and just jam stupid amounts of food into our bodies. You know, turkeys, pies, stuffings, potatoes, turkeys stuffed with pies and potatoes. And then Christmas comes in. Christmas is probably the best time because you get that awesome gluttony of baked goods and treats. Like for me, my aunt always makes fudge in like, I'm a fudgeaholic. Um, I love fudge. One year I made a like a dark chocolate fudge with bacon, sea salt, and caramel in it, and it was like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man.
0: I, but I was like, at the end of it, I was like, all oh, right, it's New Year's, and I should probably go get checked for diabetes because <laughs> <laughs> I handled so <laughs> much. It. So we just started talking like, uh, Maddie, what's your favorite holiday baked good, or is it like, is is it candy? Is it like a pie? Is it cake? Is it all?
1: Uh definitely cookies for me um we used to make a ton more when i was younger um like my mom would just go absolutely nuts baking um but less now Uh, i think my favorite is we would do the i don't know what they're called they're like the chocolate peanut butter sort of pinwheel yeah cookies you know
0: okay sounds good (laughs) <laughs> peanut butter
1: cookies in general are my favorite yeah,
0: i like the peanut butter cookie with the hershey's kiss jammed into the middle those yeah. are just fantastic those are sweet I, i'm off. a big i'm a sugar cookie guy i'm kind of lame like i'm not that excited like I'm just a plain old like not like um you know the you buy the pre-cut and you slice them up because those are dry but like a really good homemade or like a nice chewy bakery sugar cookie mm. as far as i'm concerned is the greatest thing on the planet just super easy or those little shortbreads with like raspberry jam in them those are tasty too that's my thing. It's hard, I,
1: to, hard to find a bad cookie.
0: It is exactly. Yeah. There is no, yeah. I don't think you can make a bad cookie. It really. Yeah. Isn't. But I'm with you. I'm a cookie guy. I mean, I would, I I would eat cake and pie till my head exploded, but it's definitely cookie for me. Um, and if anybody out there has any thoughts on this, please comment at the website or on Facebook or on Twitter or say, Hey, stop talking about food and talk about hockey, whatever it is. So, <laughs> Stick to
1: sports. Right?
0: Sports. This is sports, not the food network. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's coming. It's going to happen. So, uh, we'll <laughs> carry on with the holiday theme. And this is where I think Michael bailed yesterday. Cause he said we were trying to kill him. Uh, <laughs> least favorite and favorite Christmas song. Um, there are a million Christmas songs, a thousand variations, but there are some really, really bad Christmas songs out there. So, uh, Michael just said, I think he was going to say uh, Smash Mouth Christmas. I don't even think it exists. <laughs> he also, by the way, we had a we had a, a reader comment that he was enjoying the podcast, but didn't like that guy who said Smash Mouth should be played at practice. So, uh, Michael, uh, Michael's hiding somewhere today, I think, because he didn't want to talk music again. So if we're going to get Michael back on, we should probably dump the music talk. But uh, Maddie, least favorite Christmas or holiday song for you?
1: Least favorite, I think dominic the donkey is probably <laughs> objectively the worst yeah but like i said i think i said in our our group chat that i want a hippopotamus for christmas yep. is the worst for me because it always gets stuck in my head and i can't get rid of it and it just tortures me
0: so I, I, neither of those yeah. songs make any sense for me so i no. i'm with you i don't think they me as i they're at least upbeat and kind of fun like as we were talking before we started recording my least favorite are the depressing like. <sighs> like sad christmas songs like and i know i'm gonna catch a ton of flack from this because you're not supposed to slag john lennon but i th- so this is christmas song just drags me down like well mm. the kids in the car and everybody's singing everybody's having fun and that comes on and it's like
1: <sighs> <sighs> the uh the christmas shoes you know that one
0: no i don't know but it's probably just as depressing
1: oh yeah it's worse is it really all right then. all right yeah. yeah it's real real sad
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I'll make sure I don't catch that one on the radio then. Cause as you know, now I don't, it's every radio station now plays 24 hours of Christmas music with zero interruption. It's uh, by another, by probably Monday, I'm going to be like, okay, enough with Christmas music. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas song or holiday song? I know we have to kind of, we have to be careful. Well, we call things these days, but holiday or Christmas song, what's your favorite?
1: Um, It changes for me, I think. Um, but I really like, Oh my gosh, who does it? It's uh the head and the hearts version of what are you doing New Year's Eve. Okay. I think that one's fun.
0: Okay, cool. That's a different take. I uh I'm a huge Johnny Mathis guy, which is ridiculous for a guy whose favorite band is Slayer. Um, like I <laughs> Johnny Mathis Christmas for me was always my favorite because like we would get our tree when I was a little kid and I'd totally date myself at this point because we'd put the tree in and my mom be like, Okay, go get, you know go put in your favorite, you know, Christmas album. And I would go to the, when you had a stereo in your house, you know, one of those ones you had speakers in like, you know, five different rooms and I got a, I would always pull up the Johnny Mathis Christmas eight track, put it <laughs> in the eight track <laughs> and put it in the eight track machine. So um, winter wonderland by Johnny Mathis is definitely my absolute favorite holiday song. So it reminds me of being a kid and I drive my family nuts because they'll be like, Hey, can we listen to Christmas music? And it's always like, Hey Alexa, Johnny Mathis like Christmas they're like oh not again <laughs> Mathis you know <laughs> no! it's the only thing I'm, yeah right but i'm like it's good stuff like my daughter's 8 she was like hey does he still do concerts i'm like he does we should go see Johnny Mathis like, like <laughs> be like me and a bunch of blue hairs <laughs> in my 8 year old sitting in an arena listening to a 90 year old man sing christmas carols but whatever yeah so anyway yeah Johnny Mathis Christmas definitely for me um christmas movie i know this wasn't on the schedule but do you have a favorite christmas movie or holiday movie
1: uh it's a wonderful life
0: okay so. oh, you went old school nice we i watch it de-
1: every christmas eve
0: do you excellent mm-hmm. we had a we had a debate the other day with some friends like it was like it got heated it was like there's no way i mean a christmas story is close but nothing is better than national lampoon's christmas vacation so to me that is the great my son who's 11 just watched it the other day and he was like so now he's constantly being like merry christmas shit is full you know, like <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we we're going back and forth about yeah my brother-in-law his fa- it's a wonderful life this is he'll like run around the house like quoting it at christmas like and <laughs> that jimmy stewart voice will be running around like you know so it's but, but like i love christmas story because it's great you wake up on christmas eve and it just plays 24 hours straight through it's so like we just turn on the tv and leave it on and just just rolls for the entire day and then by like midnight you maybe sit down to catch the whole movie so <laughs> we're uh we're very holiday themed today here on the podcast so i hope uh we left some holiday chat for next week i'm sure we have. oh yes <laughs> next week we'll, next week will be fun maybe we can get them back the guys back on to talk about uh we'll talk about favorite christmas present or holiday it's got to be a christmas because you don't get holiday presents favorite christmas present you ever got or the gift you always wanted but never got and i always post it every year because i begged for it when i was a kid i'm so excited to talk about it um and everybody's <laughs> gonna be like you are such a loser but uh if i got it today i would be so excited so anybody <laughs> out there is listening to it next week if you want to buy me what i didn't get you can get that for me all right so um that's kind of it. Uh, we covered holidays. We love cookies and we love really uplifting Christmas songs. We don't like songs about donkeys or hippopotamuses or shoes. So perfect. Awesome. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Matt? Uh,
1: I did want to add, I'll be brief here. Cause we just said, we're trying to keep it light.
0: No, but this is important. I get lighter. So. Yep.
1: But um, for the listeners, I'm sure I've mentioned it at some point. Um, But for those who don't know, I also write for uh, our pals over at Broad Street Hockey uh, covering the Flyers. And I'm sure you've seen by now one of their kiddos was just diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is a type of cancer of the bones and the soft tissue around the bones, if I'm remembering correctly. And, yeah, that just it sucks. Like, there's no really other way to say it. Um, Oscar's. I'm not even exaggerating here. One of the absolute nicest players I've gotten the pleasure of getting to work with over the last couple of years. Um, Just an absolute delight. And um, I'm sure speaking for both of us here, everybody at the site, uh, we're keeping him in our thoughts and our hearts go out to the, uh, to him and, you know, the whole team as they're trying their best to get through this as best they can.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a tough thing yeah it's one of those things where sports don't matter life takes over life is more important and it's not about how are they going to do without him who's getting called up it doesn't matter you're uh it's get better get treatment you know thoughts you know to you guys covering the team you know to himself his family the whole the whole flyers organization it's yeah hockey takes a back seat to life and sometimes Life gives you that punch in the gut where you're like, wow, you know, we spend so much time complaining about, uh, you know, I don't play good defense or the power plays terrible or, you know, God, they take bad shots. And when something like this comes up, you're like, you know, sometimes it's just hockey doesn't matter, you know, and life is more important. So I'm with you, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to the Flyers organization um, and his family, everybody involved. And hopefully, uh, you know, things get better sooner than later, you know. So, yeah. all right, Matt. You know, well, thank you for you know. I know you mentioned you want to talk about that, and I think that's one of those things to get out there. We're all one big hockey community here. Hockey's hockey. It's not just Flames and Flyers and every other team. It's one big sport and one big family. So, thanks for bringing that up. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to episode fifteen of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for our Matchsticks and Gasoline, SB Nation's Calgary Flames website. If you like this podcast, you can download it on iTunes, iHeartRadio uh Google podcast and Spotify. Uh, just search Calgary flames or matchsticks and gasoline, and you will find us. Uh, we will hopefully be back on Friday with our regularly scheduled podcast next week. We had to bump it because, well, people have lives and things to do. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you or talk to you next week.